if one person buys a used item instead of new in the year, it could save almost six pounds of CO2 emissions, which is the equivalent to removing half a million cars off of the road for a year. So it's absolutely insane the impact we can have by shopping secondhand as opposed to fast fashion. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Today, we'll focus on reuse specifically through the art of thrifting. If you enjoy finding special items that spark joy at a thrift shop, flea market, garage sale, or charitable organization, this episode is for you. Our guest, Caitlin Stewart, is a New York transplant residing in the Windy City for the past eight years. She's an avid thrifter and eco-stylist who helps her clients build a more sustainable and budget-friendly wardrobe by styling them with secondhand pieces. She believes in being a conscious consumer and an unapologetic thrifter. Caitlin is here to help you find and sell those secondhand treasures as you continue to declutter and shop mindful. Welcome to Spark Joy, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. Our first question, of course, is what led to you taking an interest in thrifting? Yeah. So my love for secondhand fashion started at a very young age. You know, there are pictures of me as a toddler dressing up in my mom's heels and her hats. And I actually was very fortunate enough to have been given the opportunity to wear clothes that my great-grandmother, grandmother, and mother wore. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. I was able to wear a New Year's Eve gown that my great-grandmother had in the 20s all the way up to a red leather jacket my mom had in the 80s. So I was really able to wear a lot of really magical and historical pieces growing up. And then when I went to college, you know, I was on a budget and I always thought of thrifting as treasure hunting instead of, you know, spending an arm and a leg on a new wardrobe at the mall. I started to go thrifting and really tried to hone in on the pieces that you know, sparked joy in me. And so that's how that all started. And I've been thrifting ever since. It's been a little over a decade now. Wow, you've got some experience under your belt for sure. So I'd love to pick your brain about what some of the benefits of buying and wearing secondhand have been over the years. Definitely. So I myself have learned more the environmental side of it over the last few years. You know, what started it for me, like I mentioned, was my love for fashion and the whole idea of treasure hunting. Some of the benefits are, you know, staying budget friendly. So when you go to a thrift store, you are spending a fraction of the cost that you would if you're shopping fast fashion. So many of these stores have sales going on. So you spend even less than you originally would have, which, you know, starts off less than $10 to begin with. Other benefits are that you do get to hone in on what your aesthetic is. I find in the fast fashion industry, you know, we are constantly given this evolving cycle of what is trending, what is new. 
And so we are very heavily influenced by these outside sources to give us our best idea of what we would wear. And I feel when you're going to a thrift store or a consignment shop, you are just looking at the stock that they have. And you are looking at what will work best for you as opposed to what society is telling you to wear. And back to the environmental benefits, the fast fashion industry is actually the second largest form of pollution. When you shop secondhand, you are A, keeping the clothes out of the landfills, as well as giving them a longer life. And you're helping the planet because the textile industry in 2015 created more greenhouse gases than international flights and maritime shipping combined. And there's also the other side of fast fashion and the unethical practices. I don't know if either of you had heard, but in 2013, the Rana Plaza collapsed. It was a garment factory and over 1,200 people were killed in that. The conditions weren't good to begin with. The building had cracks in the foundation and the garment workers were still told to go to work despite that. And actually that event ended up creating a fashion revolution week that happens in April every year. And that event itself has really changed people's minds into switching to shopping secondhand fashion. I think that is so interesting. And as you were speaking, I was thinking of, you know, the history of garment workers in the United States and it mm-hmm. even the Western developed world, or so-called developed world, it has been an ongoing issue with protecting people who are basically just churning out these just, you know, tons and tons of things to be consumed really and then discarded. And, and you're absolutely correct. It really creates an enormous issue. It really does. And actually... If one person buys a used item instead of new in the year, it could save almost six pounds of CO2 emissions, which is the equivalent to removing half a million cars off of the road for a year. So it's absolutely insane the impact we can have by shopping secondhand as opposed to fast fashion. That's incredible. What an incredible statistic. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners may be in that part of their journey where they're taking things to a lot of these sources for secondhand goods and and Mm -hmm. discarding things. And so this is really great to be bringing this side of it to our listeners. And there are different sides to thrifting. There are boutiques, resale centers, consignment stores, and many, many more types of places like that. Can you walk through the different options that there are you know, in the secondhand market from maybe some of the obvious ones to some of the lesser known options? Of course. So um, yes, as you'd mentioned, uh, thrift stores and resale stores. So those kind of stores, their inventory is based on donations. So if say you try to sell your clothes at a, a Crossroads or Buffalo Exchange and they have some left over, I highly recommend taking those pieces to thrift stores or resale stores. So with those stores also, because it's donation-based, it is less curated. It is a little more of a dig. You are going to be looking through almost every donation they received, as opposed to with consignment stores. You would take your garments to a consignment store to try to sell them to the store so they can in turn sell it to customers. 
in Chicago, at least, there's a Crossroads Trading Company. There's a Buffalo Exchange. Those are the kind of stores that you're going to want to take your really nice items and they will in turn give you a percentage of what they would sell it for and put on the floor. So in in that case, that is a more curated store. It is probably the closest to feeling like you're shopping in a fast fashion store. And then vintage stores are also very curated. A lot of these vintage store owners end up going to either private buys or estate sales. And these garments are vintage, so they're older than 20 years. And there is definitely, I have found in vintage garments, a higher quality of the garment when it was made than, you know, fast fashion now that they're working on a 52-week seasonal cycle and everything is just quickly made and cheaply made. So those vintage stores end up having some, in my opinion, beautiful treasures. I highly recommend checking out a vintage store if you've never been in one. It'll be sequins and glitter and just majestic pieces. We're all spending a bit more time at home these days for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, and our community. Are you feeling a little too close to your clutter for comfort? Maybe you're buried under stuff in the home office or craft space, or you're trying to carve out dedicated space for work or homeschool in your basement or on your dining room table. Or maybe you've noticed just how much time you're wasting looking for important papers and emails instead of shifting your time, energy, and resources towards the things that truly matter. During quarantine, my number one priority is to get as many people as possible clutter-free and prepared for the other side of this challenging season. If you're regularly asking yourself, where should I put this? Or am I letting go of enough? Or am I even doing this right? As you can Mari, a customized virtual tidying experience may be the perfect next step for you. While stay-at-home ordinances are activated, I'm continuing to offer virtual Kanmari-based active tidying lessons, including a tidy desk special, perfect for those working or learning from home. Visit fortheloveoftidy.com and click free consult to discuss the various virtual organizing options available to help you dig out and choose joy once and for all. I have to tell this story, and I have told it before, about some of the things that you can find at even the donation stores like Goodwills and the Salvation Armies. Before I did my Conway organizing, I too was very susceptible to if it's on sale, no matter what, it's you know something that I should buy. And I bought right. the Prada shoes, which is certainly not something I bought very oh. often. And they were gorgeous, absolutely stunning shoes about a size too small. But oh, darn no. it, I was going to get them anyway. I wore them for a block going to lunch. And not only did I feel horrible because these shoes were just killing me, but the looks on people's faces when I was trying to get down the street of these shoes was just so humiliating. So I was like, of oh, course, no. these have to go. I set them off to our neighborhood donation center when I did my Conmari tidying. And within about a week, I was walking by the shop and I saw them in the window. I was so proud that my discards had made 
the Goodwill window. (laughs) You never know what you're going to (laughs) find. No, you really don't. And that's incredible that you found those to begin with. I've also had some great finds in vintage stores. But as I started to curate things through this idea of joy, one of my criteria was if it doesn't feel good on, it doesn't stay. So if it's itchy or if it's tight or if I can't breathe when I try it on, it makes me sweat. I realized that I'm very sensitive to polyester and wool. So those two materials show up a lot in vintage stores. So I've had to kind of resort to picking up more accessories at vintage stores than full pieces, because most of the time, even trying it on in the dressing room, I would start to sweat or have a reaction or itch or my skin would get red. Well, I think that's great that you're going into the shopping experience knowing that you aren't going to wear those pieces and instead turning your eye more to the accessories, which are also stunning. They really are. Oh, I absolutely love vintage accessories. I have so many (laughs) classic ones still working hard for me. They spark so much joy. And I was exploring the idea of moving here to Chicago and I was visiting my friend in Evanston and we went to this amazing store that actually curates certain parts of the store from a trip that the women go on to Mexico And then they bring the owners, like they could bring it all the stuff back. That's just amazing. And I have this necklace that I wear all the time that's from their journeys. And they also have like on the basement level, all kinds of like less vintagey, more like recent stuff. And I bought some rubber boots from there and I wore those things every day to walk my dog (laughs) since I bought them. (laughs) And it was just this year where I had bought a new pair of rubber boots because those were starting to wear out, but I kept both of them. The most random strangers were complimenting me on the new pair of rubber boots so much that I realized it was time to let go of those old faithful ones that I had got from the Evanston store. (laughs) And it was so hard for me to say thank you because, I mean, they literally were like slick on the bottom with no tread. Like they needed to go. I think my dog like bit a chunk out of them a long time ago and I still (laughs) was trying to make these boots work. So I let those go so the other ones can shine. And now when it's weather appropriate, I wear my new rubber boots, but I'll never forget the ones I got for a deal. I think they were under $10 at a store. Great mix of vintage and then the more common fast fashion type of recent items too. Well, I'm glad you found those. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the donation side of the equation here. So I'm sure thrift store owners have their preferences. What's in high demand these days? Yes. So across the board, generally, they're just trying to look for good condition items. The thrift stores that I go to may pull out pieces that are seasonal, but all year round, they're taking whatever good condition pieces that you have. And if you have pieces that are, you know, stained or ripped, many thrift stores, if you just separate those clothes and let them know that you want to have them recycled, There are many stores that will take those to recycle them for you. But, you know, for what they are going to sell, they're looking for good condition pieces. They take clothes, accessories, books. Some stores even take linens, even electronics and kitchenware and picture frames. Thrift stores tend to be kind of a one-stop shop. So if you have 
decor as well as your clothes that you're looking to unload to a thrift store, they will take it. Um, other things that they will take, oh, furniture as well. There is a thrift store, a resale shop in Chicago called Brown Elephant that has three different locations and they take furniture. And I always recommend if I ever have a friend that's looking for a furniture piece for their apartment, I always recommend they go there or there's another store called Mount Sinai Resale. Thrift stores can be a really great place to find those furniture pieces that are undoubtedly very expensive that just maybe need a little love and then you can add your own touch to them and then add them to your home. And for the fashion side, since fashion is cyclical, it is really easy, in my opinion, for someone to shop trends at the thrift store. As I mentioned, the thrift stores put out anything that works seasonally. But if you follow the trends for, say, spring coming up, you can certainly go into the thrift store and find those trends within the racks. When it comes to things like consignment or, Mm -hmm. you know, the venues that will buy your things outright, obviously, we want to have a better idea of what kinds of things are selling in that type of an environment. And a lot of times I'll have clients who are really disappointed that something that they felt would be in high demand isn't so much. How do you know what actually is worth taking to a consignment venue as opposed to a donation? Of course. So a lot of it will be the brands that you have in your closet. Places like Crossroads and Buffalo Exchange are looking for brands, you know, like Levi's or Madewell, Free People, Gap. They even take Forever 21 pieces. You know, any brand that you would find at a mall or even, you know, higher like Madewell or Ghani, All Saints. So if you have those, you know, more upscale brand pieces, I think they will do well in the consignment stores. The consignment stores also look at how long the piece has been out. So if you can keep track of how long you've owned a piece, because the consignment stores are less likely to take pieces that are older than two years, and they can tell how old the piece is by the tag. So just keeping track of how long you've owned a piece, I bring in what I have, and if it doesn't sell, then I donate it. So don't feel discouraged if they don't take a piece because your piece can find a good home in another store. And then for the things that are trending right now in fashion pattern is very huge right now. So if you have animal print, polka dots are really big, 60s inspired floral prints, plaids, a lot of statement blazers. There's a trend right now with, you know, strong shoulder blazers that has a very, you know, 80s feel to it. Disco collars too. You know, a lot of the trends right now are, you know, harking back to the decades like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Fashion is cyclical, so it's all coming back. And those are the kind of things that the consignment stores will be looking for. Some of them do take vintage pieces, but they want to take the vintage pieces that seem current. As well as we had mentioned, the consignment stores are going to be buying seasonally, whereas the thrift stores just put clothes out seasonally. So if you're trying to sell in spring, I don't recommend, you know, trying to take your your sweaters or your heavy coats in. Right. So true. 
that is so interesting to know about looking at the tags to discover how old the garment is. I always assumed that everybody that worked at the consignment shops was just entirely aware of everything that was in the stores and they just knew by looking at it. So this is really interesting new information for me. Yeah. And I don't quite know how they discover it, but I know that they look at the tags and they have some kind of system, if you will, to know how old the garment is. They definitely have a system and I see them looking all this information up and what you said about the relevance of the seasons. I definitely had that experience recently. I don't haul big loads of things anymore to consignment stores or donation centers, but every now and again, I organically shed something. So recently I was letting go of a sweater, a bag, and a and a vest that had some fur on it. So you consider it like a transitional kind of winterish vest. And I took these three things to the consignment store. I believe it was Crossroads, as we've mentioned, which I believe is here in Chicago and then also elsewhere as well, maybe around the nation. So I took it to Crossroads and I had a long conversation with them, of course, because I was curious about the process. And the two factors that came up the most were season. So they were saying, you know, don't come in here with your, you know, cover up for your bathing suit in, you know, at the middle of a Chicago winter. And they also mentioned that the location of the store matters. So certain crossroads take more of like active or urban wear than others, which may take a few pieces of like professional wear. So they actually curate their collection based on the demand of the location. I've often recommended to my clients to take what they can to the donation centers with these factors in mind. And then like you said, if they say no, thank you, and they're so polite about it, I will say we're just... Yeah, they are. (laughs) Not all consignment stores are polite about it. If they say no, thank you, then have a plan to move them right along. I literally will move them right into the the freestanding boxes, uh, metal boxes. They kind of look like uh, postage drop-off centers, but they're, you know, you can just drop shoes and clothes in there. I will, as I'm walking back home, just drop them off there if they don't sell. And I've even also crossed the street and gone over to Buffalo Exchange and they've had different criteria (laughs) and taken what I had left. So I actually walked home with just cash in my pocket that particular day because between both stores, I was able to let go of everything and get a little bit of change back. Yeah, I actually, I do the same thing. I'll start at a crossroads or a Buffalo Exchange and then whatever they don't take, I will go across the street because both in Andersonville and Wicker Park, they are across the street from each other. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's how you, you know, you try to make all your money back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community 
as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to the show. With all of this experience that you've had, we would love to hear some of your go-to shopping strategies for finding something that sparks joy in the thrift stores. Yes. For me personally, a lot of what sparks joy for me in a garment is pattern. And pattern, when you're going through the racks, is really easy to pinpoint. So I try to look out for those things that I can just see with my eye if I don't feel like digging, which more often than that, I'm okay with the digging. (laughs) So if you know that there's a certain color or pattern you're looking for, as you go through, just kind of pull when you find that color or pattern and then always make sure to try on. I also highly recommend, I don't know if either of you have noticed, you know, when you're done trying things on the go back rack is a treasure trove of beautiful pieces because it is almost like a curated rack in the store because it is pieces that people thought looked nice but just didn't work for them. So they put on the go-back rack. I am always looking through the go-back rack to see what I can find. Another great tip is looking outside of your, your sizing section. There's many times in a thrift store that, you know, people pick up a piece and then they just kind of put it back wherever they found it because it's not like it'll stick out in a sore thumb in a fast fashion store where, oh, it's clear that that garment doesn't go there. You know, they're all different pieces. So people end up discarding in whatever section. So I always highly recommend looking through sections that aren't your size because you may actually find your size in those sections. I also very much recommend truly examining the garment. Because it is a secondhand piece, you do have to look out for any possible rips or stains. And there's nothing worse than taking home a garment that you like and finding out that it has a major rip you didn't notice or a stain. And when deciding on a piece, I always recommend thinking of four different ways that you can integrate that piece into your wardrobe, four different looks that you can use for that piece so that you know that you are truly taking a piece into your wardrobe that will work. I know sometimes it can be very exciting to go into a thrift store and because it is less expensive to just kind of find anything that you think looks cool. But if it looks cool, but isn't going to work with you already own, it's not going to serve you in your wardrobe. Those tips are fantastic. And I love the one about really shopping outside of your size to find things that have been misplaced. I know that even is applicable in a regular retail store because when I used to Mm. shop at DSW, people would hide their size fives in the size 10 and 11 section (laughs) and vice versa. Oh no. (laughs) So (laughs) that they could come back another day and buy them. Yeah, I've always done that, like dug through as many racks as possible, even whatever is outside of your sizing. It's the best tip. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. So you are definitely in tune with the thrift scene here in Chicago. And I imagine you may lean on some secondhand stores online or virtually. Yes, 
So I very much enjoy, there are a lot of vintage sellers that I follow on Instagram that end up selling pieces on Etsy. And I always really enjoy shopping small business and supporting those vintage owners. So there are a couple of stores on Etsy that I have shopped from in the past, and I still own the pieces that I got from them. So one is The Edit. She sells pieces on Etsy, and she also has her own store in Hamilton in Canada. The Velvet Home Collective is also a great store. She has such a good eye for vintage pieces that can translate into our modern times. Moon Acre Cottage Vintage, her pieces to me always feel very ethereal and magical. And then there's also secondhand online stores like ThreadUp. Maybe you two have heard of ThreadUp. Sure. Yeah, that is an online store. Customers can even ask for ThreadUp to send them a bag, go through their closet, send ThreadUp what they are looking to sell. And that can go on the ThreadUp website for other customers to buy. I've shopped with them a couple of times. And I personally really enjoy trying pieces on. So I'm not as likely to thrift online. With a place like ThreadUp, I tend to shop more vintage online. But I have had a great experience with ThreadUp in the past. And also there's Poshmark, which I think is huge right now. I'm actually currently trying to find decor for my wedding. And Poshmark has so much decor on there. So in addition to clothing, they also have accessories and decor. So that is a good, well-rounded website to shop secondhand. I love Poshmark. In fact, I have a beautiful candle that's outrageously expensive retail on its way to me from (gasps) Poshmark. They have amazing things and you really just have to kind of think, oh, let me just put this keyword in and see if they have anything there that fits my criteria. And they have a lot of stuff. It's really an amazing place. They do. I also really love Poshmark so much so that I went to the launch party for Poshmark in DC when I was living there. And this happened so many years ago now, I guess, because Poshmark was brand new at the time. Oh, wow. So it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, A lot of shoes that I had went up there and some massive cyclical purge that I was going through at the time, I'm sure. The problem was I found myself turning the money right back around and buying things from that platform to the point where I was probably spending more net. I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of setting boundaries for those who are being a bit more conscious about assessing their shopping behaviors while trying to donate? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's actually something that I've dealt with personally. So when I first started thrifting, because it was less expensive and it was this new idea of hunting for treasures in a store, I honestly would just take home anything that I liked which became a problem both for my bank account as well as my space in my home. So I have over the years, including eco styling, I've really tried to hone in on figuring out how to shop consciously. And then in turn, sharing with my clients what to pay attention to so that they are not just bringing any old thing home. When you're trying on a garment and trying to figure out four different looks in your wardrobe, 
that is a great way to figure out if you are going to be shopping consciously. If that garment is going to work for you in your wardrobe and you feel really great in it, it is worth taking home. I always tell my clients, you know, because we all have our insecurities. And so I always try to speak with them and figure out how they truly feel in the garment that they're in. I'm also, I have a theater background, so I can kind of pick up on some subtleties in people's body language or when they're looking at themselves in the mirror. And I can pick up on if someone feels uncomfortable in a garment. And I always tell them, if you have any doubts now, and you take it home, you are very likely not to pull it out of your closet. Because if you're doubting it now, you're going to doubt it in your closet. And it is very important to have a rough idea of what you already have in your wardrobe so that the pieces that you're bringing in will integrate well and will create looks that you feel happy and great in. Well, you've certainly shared a lot of helpful tips today regarding thrifting, but we'd like to know What is your very favorite tip when it comes to the store hunting? My favorite tip is definitely to try everything on. Not only could you find your size in another section, but it's possible that there is a garment that has the size on it, but you hold it up and you're like, this could fit for me. So I highly recommend trying absolutely everything on that you find so that you know that it looks good on you, that you feel good in it. And actually trying it on, you're more likely to see any imperfections it might have. Not all thrift stores have dressing rooms. So I always tell my clients to come in workout clothing. So body con, body fitting pieces like leggings and a tank top so that you can still try garments on without ruining the integrity of the garments. You can actually see how it will look on your body. So there's no excuse not to try on at a thrift store. Great one. And of course, we can't part today without asking you at this very moment, what sparks the most joy in your life? So right now, um, as I briefly mentioned before, I'm currently planning a wedding. And I am trying to make this wedding as sustainable as possible. And so my partner and I have been for the last six months been going out and trying to thrift decor and really trying to create a magical space. And and we've actually sourced a lot of secondhand decor that works really well with the vision in our heads. It's sparking a lot of joy in me to see it all come together and to have it come together with something that I'm passionate about, like thrifting. Well, congratulations on your engagement. And I follow you on Instagram, so I can't wait to see how all of these finds work together and create this magical wedding. How can everyone keep in touch with you? Yes. So on Instagram, I am Windy City Thrifter, as well as on Facebook, I'm Windy City Thrifter. And then I also, if you are ever looking to book a session with me, both locally based in Chicago or virtually, you can reach me at windycitythrifter at gmail.com. Perfect. We'll make sure to include your information in the show notes. And thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining us today and demystifying thrifting for us. Thank you so much for having me. This was a joy. So now we want to hear from you tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. 
head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.